So what do you do when life gives you lemons? You count it as joy, you praise God for the lemons, and then you make lemonade. Because we live in a fallen, broken world, we will all go through many trials in life. The question for us as Christians is, how ought we live through those trials? James chapter 1 says this in verse 2. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Now, let me be clear. This does not say there will be no grief. This does not say there will be no pain. This does not say there will be no tears, scrapes, bruises, and bumps along the way. What this says is that trials are tests of faith to produce perseverance. And the work of perseverance is this, to make us mature, complete, and not lacking anything. And throughout all of that, throughout the whole work of perseverance, we are to count it as pure joy. So how are we supposed to do that? I once heard grief defined this way. Grief is the emotion resulting from unmet expectations. We're supposed to count that grief as pure joy. And you might be asking yourself now, you know, how is that supposed to work? How can we count grief as pure joy? Counting grief as pure joy does not mean we are ignoring the grief. It's quite the opposite, actually. It means we are experiencing the grief fully. We're attributing it properly. That is, we are, we're experiencing that grief fully but we're counting it as joy. We're, we're praising the Lord for that grief because he is the one who has given us those trials and that work of perseverance so that we might be mature, complete, and not lacking anything. We as Christians understand that pain not only has a purpose, but these trials were given to us by a holy and merciful God. The Christian not only understands that there's a purpose to the pain, but understands that the Lord is completing a work through perseverance of making us mature, complete, and not lacking anything to have eternal life with him someday. We know that it's got a much bigger purpose. When life gives us lemons, we praise God, and then we make lemonade. That middle statement, the praising the Lord, is absolutely crucial. Without that, we have apathy. Apathy ought to be the last thing we're desiring. And if you ever wonder how joy and grief work together, I, I challenge you, go to a funeral of a servant of the Lord. It is at those places that you see grief so fully expressed and joy simultaneously so fully expressed. This wonderful meeting of grief and joy over the life that we have lost relationship with temporarily here on earth, but the joy of knowing where they are, the joy of knowing that we've been blessed in the presence and the, and the time we had with that servant of the Lord, and that his work is coming to completion in that person's life. We have grief and joy simultaneously. It's also important not to forget that last statement. 
that we make lemonade. We don't just hold on to our grief forever. We don't just sit still and stay stagnant in that grief, but we use that blessed grief that was a blessing to us and we use it as a way to bless others. Let me take the story of Joseph for an example. Joseph was so despised by his brothers that it took an act of mercy to sell him as a slave. For most of us, that wouldn't be considered an act of mercy, but it was much better than them killing him. So he was sold as a slave, but he continued to work and the Lord continued to be with him. And because the Lord was with him, Potiphar made him the head of his entire house as a slave. He was head of the entire house of Potiphar, the captain of the guard in Egypt. And then Potiphar's wife falsely accused him of sexual assault. And so he was thrown in jail, but he continued to work and the Lord continued to be with him. And because the Lord was with him, the warden of the prison put him in charge over the entirety of the prisoners and everything that was done there. And it even says that the warden paid no attention to whatever was in Joseph's control because he knew it was being taken care of well. And then eventually Joseph became second in the kingdom of Egypt. He was given control over the whole land of Egypt. And as his brothers are coming and they're, they're in need, Joseph recounts to them, telling them that what you meant for evil, God meant for good. And we might not have this crazy Joseph story like that, but we know that these trials we go through, the grief we experience, we can count it as joy because, frankly, what the devil means for evil, God means for good. God is using those as a work. So when we don't attribute it properly, when we aren't counting it joy, when we are not rejoicing in the Lord for those, what we're doing is we're offering up the power and the glory to the devil instead. We're offering up the power and the glory to the sin and the brokenness in the world that causes that grief. I don't know about you, but I don't want to give any power there. I don't want to give any glory. I want to give it all to the Lord. So we count it as pure joy even through the trials. In both the storms and sunny skies, we count it all as joy. We, we give it all to the Lord knowing that he is completing a work of perseverance through us. And we know that he is with us every step of the way. So when life gives you lemons, count it as joy, praise God for the lemons, and make some lemonade.